Well, welcome, welcome everyone to Relentless Pursuits Podcast. My name is Sean Claybrooks and I am the host and I'm excited today because we have special guests with us and I just want to give you an idea of who we have um, with us today. They're the CEOs and founders of SOS Marriage Network. They travel coast to coast speaking to singles and couples alike on how to have success before and after the marriage vows. SOS Marriage Network has been featured in nationally known magazines such as Essence Magazine and Kingdom Style Magazine. The network explores innovative and impactful ways to strengthen hurting households through sharing their story on the enduring power of love, the freedom found in forgiveness, and how restoration is possible with God. They share over 17 years of coaching and mentoring couples through the journey of marriage, and they specialize in couples in crisis. Sharon and Oscar served as directors of the marriage ministry for over 12 years of Impacting Your World Christian Center and later joined the Perfecting Church where they assisted in the development of the marriage ministry team called Perfecting Marriages. This dynamic husband and wife team also assists churches in developing and training leadership to serve in marriage ministry. Today, they spend their time mentoring and coaching at the Life Center of Hope Church in Las Vegas, while continuing the work God has for them with SOS Marriage Network. They have a couple of mottos that they live by. One, quitting is not an option. And two, forgiveness is essential to my forever. Now this couple, before I introduce them, I wanna tell you that when I think of this couple, I think of a mechanic and I think of a car in need of repair. And this couple to me is like a mechanic to a car that needs repairs. They're like that to marriages and to relationships who need repair, who need healing. And so I'm excited to welcome Oscar and Sharon Sadler. Welcome, welcome. Thank welcome. you, Sharon. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. We are so honored to be here with you, honey. Our sister, our friend. Yes. We are yes. so honored. So well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both. Um, I, I know that you have a passion. You have a passion for couples in crisis. And I just wanted to ask you guys, um, I know that's your focus. Tell me, how was that birth? How was that passion birthed in both of you? And did you always know that this was something you guys would be doing? Well, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm going to take the first part of that question. Okay. Um, and as, as far as how it was birthed, you know, first of all, Sean, you know us and you know us to be nothing but very real and transparent Absolutely. and raw. <laughs> yes, yes. So I hope your listeners and yes, the viewers are. Are, are, right, are all right with all of that. Yes, but, Absolutely. Um, when you use the analogy of something being birthed in you, this was just as anything that is God given, 
But when we looked at it from a natural and humanistic point of view, this is what we would have called an unwanted pregnancy. Wow. Wow. Because the road that we've had to endure and, 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 and the road that we were on and the road that we had to endure for this ministry to be birthed within us was not anything that I would ever wish on anyone, let alone loved ones alike. So um, yes, it was birth and only, only God knew what he was doing and and birthing this thing within us. Um, But no, it wasn't anything. I wish I had this nice, sweet, sovereign story to say that, oh, we heard from God and he said this and he said that. That is not how this took place. It was through trauma and trials and struggle, devastation, Mm. unbelievable pain brokenness that didn't look like it was repairable um but god had the whole picture Mm. in in mind and in store when he to this ministry wow all all the things that we went through prior to this uh no i don't believe we knew it was going to be birthed but along the course of the trials and tribulations that we were going through, the enemy knew it was going to be birthed. So yeah. therefore, the things began to escalate in our lives and we didn't understand it, even though we were trying to repair, get repair mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then, somewhere along the way, the enemy knew it and then everything escalated and, and the enemy didn't want us to get to that final destination because he knew what was going to come out of it. He knew this was going to come out of it. He wasn't too concerned about what he was doing to us. Mm. He knew that once we got through it, that we were going to share it with other people. So that's what he was determined to stop. Wow. So he he knew the future. He knew the future impact. And that's what he was after. And, and that's interesting because you, some, sometimes we are in the midst of a crisis. And that's all that we see is what we're in the midst of. But God, he sees what he's got for you down the road. And like you said, the enemy is like, I I just got to stop this because the impact is going to be so huge. And you you guys did bring up crisis. Is it a crisis? Can you think of one or two that you went through that you thought you was not coming out of? And you saw God. One or two. One or two. One or two. One or two. You said that's all you asking for? I mean, one that you really thought you was there was no way out of it, and God brought you out of it. Ooh, I'm getting chills. I swear, I, I feel, I really feel His presence all over yes. this, even as yes. you're asking the question. And the one that came um, straight to both of our minds when when thinking about this was when we lost our home. Mm-hmm. We built. After 25 years of marriage, we built, we finally were blessed. Oscar's business was had taken off in such a way that we built our dream home. So we built this beautiful 5,000 square foot home on two on an acre and a half of land, and it was everything. I designed the inside. You know, it had my heart in it, and. 
after many, many, many years, um, we lost it during, um, you know, when the when the economy crashed. And but we didn't lose it when everybody else was losing it. Even in that, because we knew God gave us that home, Amen. He also kept us there and covered us until it was time to take the next step. And in losing it, I'll never forget the day because it was right after Thanksgiving. It was the first Thanksgiving that I was not able to host. It was raining, it was cold, and people were putting us out of our house. Mm. I didn't have anywhere to go. Yes, I have family and friends and people, you know, have made their offer. But baby, when you, when you know, after 25 years, you never feel or think that you're going to be in that kind of position. And it was tearing us down and tearing us apart. And I just remember even sitting in the, standing outside in the rain as they were kind of putting us out of our home and locking us out. And um, Oscar, (laughs) it was raining, so my tears were mixed in in the rain. All I remember is my baby. <laughs> this one guy was trying to lock us out, and Oscar's like, "No, my 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 wife needs her. What was it? My washing machine. My washer." I said, "Jordan <laughs> took this too far, you know, <laughs> to where you're locking us from getting our own personal possessions out of there." Mm-hmm. And I was just that's when I put my foot down. I said, and to the point to where he helped me get this stuff out of the house. Yes, yes, yes. he helped it. But on the, uh, and so we had to go, we went and lived with our daughter who was in um, a two story apartment. We had our own bedroom. And I just didn't know where we were going, what we were gonna do. I, we had been praying and asking God, but with that, as opposed to our faith declining and you know, and we were, we were in a devastated place. I don't Absolutely. want to make Absolutely. seem anything less than what it was. Yeah, yes. it wasn't a thing yes. of just losing the house and, and what house are we going to move into next? It was a thing of losing the house and being homeless. Homeless you know? for the first time in our entirety of our relationship. No money, you know, the income wasn't coming in anymore because his trucking business basically had been shut down from the economy situation. It was just, it was sad, it was bad, it was devastating. And then, and you may remember this, Sean, but when we used to do the classes at the church, mm-hmm. you know, at IY, I used to always say, we're going to be by coastal. We're yes, you be did. Coastal. Yes, you I'm did. Like, I'm going I'm going to live on the West Coast and yes, we're going to yes. back and forth and do this thing. And that's what dropped in my spirit about coming to the West Coast. But again, remember, we didn't have any money. We didn't have anything to go on. Right. And I said, Oscar, Oscar said to me, we're going there and we're going there by faith. Whether God puts us in an apartment or whatever, we're doing Mm -hmm. it because we're trusting God and he's brought us this far and he's not going to leave us. And we both got on that plane. Mm -hmm. We 
didn't have money and flowing in, our credit was shot. You can only imagine. Mm. And we came here with the intention of, okay, we just got it except we're going to be in a one bedroom apartment, you know, until God restores or whatever. Girl, that is not what happened. We got here. I had exactly three days to make up my mind about where we were going to live and no money and no credit. And we got here and the realtor that was helping us around, she was taking us to condos and smaller homes at first. But then she said to me, she said, I'm just looking at you. She said, this isn't where you belong. She said, will you trust me and let me just take you somewhere mm. where I mm. think you should be? And I said, now, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> I, my, my dimes is only saying a certain amount. So right. she said, and, and, and I know, and this is going to take you a little bit out of your price range, but if you just trust me, but when she said, trust me, I was hearing the Holy Spirit say, trust me. Mm. Mm. And she took us all through these mountains and up this one particular mountain. And as we were approaching the, the area in the neighborhood, I'm like, Oscar, this is, I know this is me all the way live. This is all me. Mm -hmm. And she took us to this home. Well, it was a beautiful five bedroom home mm -hmm. and it, it was it was awesome and I'm like and I when I walked into the kitchen and when I walked into that master bedroom I said Oscar this is our home and we stayed right in the middle of that bedroom and we prayed and we said God if this is truly what you have for us then only you can work this situation out the woman gave us the application we got back on the plane I filled out the application, did everything that we needed to do, sent it in on Friday. By Saturday night, 10 p.m., I got an email saying that we were approved. Mm. And when could I pick up my keys? And you know, when you say that, you know what I was just thinking about? Sometimes we think that we have to have all the resources but you know what you know that scripture that says he'll never forget your labors of love yes. and yes. so many times i've watched you guys serve and serve and serve and pour and pour and pour and look at god he he said i'm i, I will pay i will pay for whatever you need. And that's just exactly, that is such a testimony. And isn't it funny that transition, I do remember you guys always saying, cause my husband always said, Sharon and Oscar, they gonna move, they gonna move. When you used to do the Bible study, they gonna be bi-coastal, they gonna be bi-coastal. <laughs> he used to say it all the time, but isn't yeah. it funny how transition is not always comfortable and sometimes it's ugly. Yes. Absolutely. Sometimes it's so ugly, but when you get to the other side of it. But you have to trust God enough to mm. walk through the process to get to the other side. Too many times we stop midway. Mm. And we stop because at that point, we have said, I've done all I can do. I can't yeah. do anymore. I don't have anything else to give. And that is true. 
But that's when you really allow God to take over because it's not about what we can do in our own strength. And we fall back within our own strength too often and mm-hmm. not take God at his word. And Sean, I, we were just at a place. I had no other choice but to take God at his word and prove him. But if you stop moving forward, we would have never gotten to the place of coming into contact with uh, Minister Willis at the church to tell us, give us information that, you know, they just can't put you out of that house. They have to give you moving expenses. Mm. And we kind of believed it, but we uh, pursued it and come to find out they had to pay us to move. Got a check for $5,000 to move that we didn't even know about. But if you Mm. had to stop along the way, we would never get to that information. If you mm. if you can stop if if you stop trusting God, you you don't know what you you mm. afforded at that mm. point, you know. And then to find out uh, that night when we were in the bedroom, that phone call that you got about the other money that we needed mm. for the down payment, not only moving expenses but other money came to us. Mm. But if we had stopped along the way, if we had stopped praying, the thing is the. During that crisis, I remember the main thing we had to do is praise God when it was ugly. Yeah. Mm. You know, because that sends a communication to God that even though we don't know the answers, even though we're being devastated, some way, somehow, you're going to pull us out of this. That's the only mm. thing we really had to hold on to. Wow. And and you guys hung in there together. Usually things like this sometimes can just tear a family apart tear a couple apart but you guys hung in there together and and because you did like listen to what the story and the encouragement and the exhortation that you can give to other people and not just mouth knowledge but but you're being transparent and you can tell people from experience what you've been through and and how they can navigate their way through situations now i know since you guys do minister to people in crisis what would you say what appears to be some of the common things that you guys have witnessed as that's caused so much marital discord? Well, the number one thing is always communication. And I think most couples will agree to that, but you know, they need to go a little deeper than just saying communication because communication is like the tree and it has so many branches. So what part of the communication are you weak in? What part of the communication do you need help and strength and support in? And that's what one of the things that we try to do is identify the rest of the branches for you. So there's, you know, the the not trusting each other and not so much because of an act of somebody, of infidelity, you know, which happened in our situation. Um, but you stop trusting the decisions that your spouse is making. You stop trusting the person, Mm. you know, as being a leader, you know, or even if, if you're the wife and that husband stops trusting the fact that God put this woman in your life to be a helpmate to you to help and assist and you don't trust the advice or the words coming out of her mouth 
So there's so many different aspects of it. Um, forgiveness, unforgiveness is key. Key mm. to, you know, the downfall of marriages and couples in crisis. We'll say we forgive somebody, right, but right. we don't really apply the things and do the work that's necessary in forgiveness. You know what? You know what I think causes the most discord is that you lose focus on who that other person is. Wow. And what caused me to refocus, because I kept getting it wrong, is that she's my wife, mm. and and I had to look at her differently. When it when I got the revelation, when it really hit me, is that that's God's daughter, and. Wow not just who she is mm. and has been, but what she can be, because that's God's daughter. And when you lose, what causes discord in a marriage is when you lose that the value of that person mm-hmm. and not understand who that person is. Stop looking at her in the natural, like that's my wife, that's my friend, that's my boo, that's whoever, that that's God's daughter. So she has the potential mm. of being way better than what she is today. That's, wow. that's God's wow. gift. That's God's gift to me. When you lose that focus there, then it be, you begin to, you're able to do things to that person. You're able to not care for that person correctly. You're wow. able to walk by that person without saying good morning or I love you. You're able to mm. not provide for or protect that person. And even when you're not with that person, then, you know, that's what causes uh, infidelity yeah. because you lose yeah. the value of that person. You wouldn't do that to a person that you value and yeah and and what what would you say to a couple or let's say somebody's listening now or they're they're viewing this and they're like but I'm in the midst of this this situation that involves infidelity you mean to tell me I can trust them again hey (laughs) it's not so much trusting that person right you gotta that, get it that's right. where we keep going wrong and, and we keep doing this horizontal thing that we always talk about. Awesome. awesome. That's that, that tit for tat thing. That mm-hmm. person is dead to me, so I'm gonna do this to it. I gotta yes. trust that person again. It, it it has really for me, it got to a point where I where I got the revelation where it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. It had to do with my relationship with God and he'll bring all wow. the stuff in my life into mm-hmm. order. You know, it's, it's not her. It's, it's not her attitude. It's not what she's not doing for me or what she is doing for me. This is God, I trust you for what you say it's gonna be. If I trust you, if I communicate with you on a daily basis, that, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart type of thing, because that's leaning to your own understanding when, you, when you're doing it horizontally. So when, right. you, when you make that personal between you and God, he brought all this mm. in order. I couldn't have brought this in order like it right. is today. That, that is awesome. We are more in love today. Awesome. And this is no lie. We are literally boo boo gaga. Yeah. In July, it will be 40 years than we were when we first got married. Mm. And only God could do that. And I know people are in that situation and they're hurting. And they're sitting there saying, but I've done everything, everything I know to do. How can you say, how do you, how do you stay when you've done everything? Yes. Well, the first thing I would probably say is, whose everything have you, are you talking about? Are oh, you talking good. about your everything? 
Mm. We talk about God's everything, especially if we're talking to believers. And that's where I had to get to because I was ready to go. You know, again, we're not painting no picture perfect thing. I was out several times, you know, I was done. But when it was time for me to go, or I thought I was getting ready to go, mm-hmm. and God spoke to me and said something different to me, I chose because we still all have our power of choice. Right, right. I chose to ignore my own feelings mm. of desperation, despair, and, and everything else. And I chose to listen to that whisper that I knew was the voice of the Lord that said, I didn't release you. Mm. And so when we're talking about, I've done everything, have you? Because if, if, if the communication between you and God is not in alignment, right? he's going to give you the release. He's going to give you your way out. And out in any situation, whether you do it, they do it or whatever, it's never going to be a pretty situation. Right, right. But when you're trusting God and know that he's got your back, honey, the recovery to it, when you get to the other side of that thing, it's mm-hmm. like nothing you can ever imagine for yourself. And I believe wow. there wouldn't have been a whisper that she would have got if I didn't align myself with God. Yeah. I don't believe there Wow, that's powerful. He he came into alignment first. Because I got desperate. And and I locked into certain scriptures that I wouldn't let go of. And I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this, my children, who begin to disrespect me for all that I I brought on myself. My finances were out of order. We were losing home. I was losing her. There was nothing right in my life. Nothing, mm-hmm. even though I was the deacon in the church. Ha, say it. Wow, yes, yes, you know, yes. My yes. people were seeing a, a, a different picture and assuming a different thing. Mm. It was total chaos. Mm. It was total chaos and total mm. hell in, in, my, in my household. But when God got your heart, he, he got your heart. And when he got that heart, he was able to restore everything, restore your the respect. And that's the power of words, Sean, because Mm -hmm. we learned a long time ago the power of your words and the confession of your word. And I used to get up, before I even knew about the power in your words and your testimony, I used to get up when there was testimony service years and many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. And I used to say, I've got the best husband. He's a king of my house. He's this, he's that when I knew he had been out the night before, you know? And so yes. the, I I would say that I, what we speak over our lives and our husbands, you know, I, I always try to implore and encourage women, watch what you're saying about that man. Amen. You know, Amen. and even in the midst of all his stuff, Right. Your words have so much, there is life and death, you know, in the power of the tongue. So watch what you say. And my prayer became when he was out there, when he was running the streets, when he was doing his drugs, when he was doing all those things. I literally prayed to God 
and this is what I believe was my turnaround, my pivotal prayer. I said, God, I can't do anything else with him. He is your son. He is your mm -hmm. child. I said, I love him and I don't want to let him go. Now, if you're telling me to let him go, I will. But if it's meant for us to be together, then you have to restore. You have to bring him back. I said, he's got the same heart. This is the man that brought me to Christ. He brought wow. me to Christ. Wow. So that same heart is in there. Lord, do whatever you have to do to him to get it right. Just don't kill him. And I Ooh. promise mm. I will stand by him. Mm. Mark 1123. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. But we didn't even know that scripture back no, then when she sure was speaking didn't. that over over yeah. when she was speaking that over me. But still he honored his word. That's right. Mm -hmm. He honored his word and he honored. You know, some people say, well, submission, I'm not gonna submit, and I'm not there's so much power in that. So much because they're going by the world's definition of submission. And by the world's definition of submission, it means defeat. You know, it means, you know, to give up and give in. But baby, when Ooh. you talk about submission from God's mm. point of view, Mama. it's such a sweet surrender. Mm. It's like you submitting, you know, su submitting to letting someone come in and take over. You submit your house to your housekeeper so she can come in or he can come in and clean. And while you sit back with your feet up oh, and your bonbons mm. and everything else, that's the submission mm. that the Lord is talking about. Oh, I love that. And when I got that in my spirit, that that was the submission mm. and I surrendered and submitted to God, it was so easy to submit to this man and mm. say, and then he was, by my submission, now that started to rebuild the whole trust factor, that I do trust you. I trust the decisions that you're making for this family. I'm trusting what's coming out of your mouth because I see the God in you now. Wow, awesome, awesome. I wanna ask you, what would you guys say to someone who they've, they've divorced mm -hmm. and they want to remarry again, but they're, they're full of anxiety and fear. They're almost paralyzed because of a terrible experience that they went through. What would you say to them? Don't, re don't repeat the same mistake because that, that marriage that came to an end, that marriage that, that caused all this anxiety, if you reflect back, you can reflect back on the broken communication with God because I haven't seen God fail anybody ever. Mm. You know, if there's failure there, then I can say, I can almost guarantee that you broke communication with God, where it's a point where you stop trusting, where it's a point you stop, you know, at this, this horizontal tit for tat thing where, you know, mm -hmm. and you didn't make it personal with God. It's, it's, it's almost 100% guaranteed because if God said it, and you and you want that course, it cannot fail. 
So don't make that same mistake again going into the next. Don't be unevenly yoked with a, a partner that won't pray with you and, and mm-hmm. on, on one accord with you and come into agreement with, you know, mm-hmm. that's the that's the key thing. It has to be at the top. Don't make the same mistake again, because I can almost guarantee that couple wasn't praying together. They wasn't right, believing right. together. They wasn't speaking positive together. And that's right. why it came to that's why it came to an end. Mm-hmm. Not what he did to me or what she did to me. Exactly. Or the, the mistakes that we made. We weren't doing that together. We weren't on mm-hmm. one accord. But he tells us, don't be unevenly yoked. I don't care how good looking that person is or right, how much right. money that person has, or if you're not believing and on one accord, it's not gonna work for you. He told us plainly. And I, and just to um, kind of bite off of what Oscar is saying, my my advice or suggestion would be, you know, you cannot carry your past into your future. Mm-hmm. You cannot move forward if you're constantly looking backward. And so hopefully, and all that it caused you emotionally, spiritually, and anything else, that you paid the price and you paid those costs. So hopefully you've learned some lessons that you now can bring into your future. And so, you know, we get older. Hopefully we are getting wiser. Yes, you know, yes. and so we're not we're we're not making the same mistakes at 40 and 50 that we made at 20 and 30. All right. So mm-hmm. evolution and growth and development. And if you stand in with and in alignment with God, then you're going to be okay. But if you're mm-hmm. holding on to anxieties because you're holding on to the past, then I am going to say you're not ready. Right. You can't right. put that on this new person. Right. You know, and and unfortunately, it happens oh too often. You know, yes, yes. people. Well, my my ex did this, and my ex, and and dude is up there like, well, I ain't your ex. You know, right. exactly. This exactly. is supposed to be a new thing. Mm. And so, if you're not truly ready and committed to the the, the hope of your future, then you need to stand still and wait until you are, because all you want to do is carry this mess into that and create a mess. Yeah, and I love, I love how you guys always make the focus each individual's relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And and if the husband, he values his relationship with God and the wife values her relationship with God, and it's like then God could work. And he can work and restore and and he can um, bring life where there was death. And I love that about um, Sharon and Oscar SOS Ministry um, Network. Do you guys have any future projects going on? Anything that you guys are working on? Because I know the listeners have been so encouraged and inspired. I know that they want to hear more from you guys. Do you have any future projects? Would you like to share? Um, how can they hear more? How can they follow your ministry? Thank you so much for that, Sean. Um, yes, they absolutely can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a very active page of SOS Marriage Network. Okay. And as far as future projects, we have several coming up. 
um, a couple that I have been able to confirm so far. I know on April the 12th, people can look out for me. I will be doing a live relationship rehab with mm -hmm. Reverend Nikki Brown. Um, she okay. calls it the gathering, gathering place, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And it is just, I mean, I think she invites men in as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm doing a relationship rehab with her on April the 12th. On April the 22nd, the two of us will be on live IGTV with Bishop Apostle Thomas Wesley Weeks um, for his awesome. Hour of awesome. Power. Uh, marriage, he's doing a whole marriage thing for Hour of Power, uh, so we'll be on that. Um, I am currently working on, um, I'm working on my book, our book. Yes, I don't yes. know if you can see our, our t-shirts. Okay, but our lift book, them up, let us see. Okay, so our yes. book is Unbreakable. Yes, And right. that is that is our theme, Unbreakable. 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 And I also, um, and currently working is going to be it's going to be a little bit of surprise and 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 the huge huge announcement when it's finished but if if it's a little bit of a docu-series going on okay all right awesome awesome you guys are busy and i know you're so busy and i i thank you so much for taking time to share and i know that people are encouraged and inspired and even some marriages have been restored i believe that even now and and i just want to leave you guys with this verse first corinthians 15 58 Therefore, my beloved brothers, but I'm going to say, therefore, my beloved Oscar and Sharon Sadler, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. I thank you so much for your time, um, for just ministering to people on this podcast called Relentless Pursuits. And I just wish you many, many, many years of continued ministry and success and just lifting up the hearts of men and women all over the world. And I just believe that your names will be internationally known and your impact will be international. In Jesus' name, again, thank you so much. And I love you guys. Oh, we love you. Love you too. We give Good our love to Frazel, who we yes. love so much. My man. Yes. Thank you so much, Sean, for the yes. opportunity. Absolutely. And, here, and we will be praying continually for marriages all over. They can always go on our page and ask for a free consult as well. And, and how do they get on that page to get a um, free consult? They can eat and Sharon Sadler and or they can go to SOS Marriage Network page and um, I can, you know, I will be able to invite and friend them. But usually I think that what I have found is the easiest is if they're trying to friend me or send me a message. Okay. Then I can send, okay. then I can send them an invite to the okay. page and they can get a free 20 minute consultation with us awesome. from that. Awesome. Well, thank you say, so much. Yes. I want, I want, uh, if, if your marriage is in crisis now, mm, if the yes. enemy is fighting you on every hand, there's a reason he's fighting you. He Amen. is fighting you because he knows you can get to this. Yes. 
That's yes. why he doesn't fight yes. just anybody. He fights mm. the people that have the potential of being repaired and then giving it back out to others. There's mm. he fights leaders, you know. So if your marriage is in crisis, he doesn't waste his time on <laughs> on just anybody. He right, knows right. what your potential is, and you got to look in the mirror one day and say, "I'm better than this," just because I'm a child of the king. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And I want you all to have a wonderful evening. And this just to the viewing audience and the listeners, continue to look out for more Relentless Pursuits podcast. And God bless you. <laughs>